0: Welcome back to A Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers. I'm Dave Orsborn in the St. Gabriel studio with a sister that's on her journey to holiness. We'd like to welcome Sister Maria Ecclesier from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Good morning,
1: Sister. Thank you very much. Welcome. Good to have you here. Oh, We are happy to be here. What a blessing.
0: Amen. So what we're going to do, Sister, is uh, you chose a reflection from Pope Francis from his morning meditation in February of 2016. Uh, And we'll just uh, discuss it and see how the Holy Spirit's moving. Perfect. All right. Can you open us in prayer?
1: Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time of grace, which is Lent. We thank you for this moment of salvation, this, this time in which you invite us to follow you on your way to Jerusalem to go and die for us. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you because we need the salvation. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would enkindle in us a greater fire of love for you, for the will of the Father in our lives, just as you loved the Father and obeyed him to the point of death, out of love for us too. And so we invoke the Holy Spirit to come upon us, those of us here in the studio, those who are listening that, He would fill us and guide us on our Lenten journey. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, you have instructed the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that through the same spirit we may be always truly wise and rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, pray for, for us. us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you, Sister. So today is Monday of the third week of Lent, and as I said earlier, our reflection this morning is from Pope Francis, his morning meditation on February 29th, must have been a leap year, to February 29th of 2016. In our imagination, salvation must come from something great, from something majestic. Only the powerful can save us. Those who have strength, who have money, who have power, these people can save us. Instead, God's plan is different. Thus, they feel disdain because they cannot understand that salvation comes only from little things, from the simplicity of the things of God. When Jesus proposes the way of salvation, He never speaks of great things, but only little things. The little thing is represented by bathing in the Jordan and by the little village of Nazareth. Disdain is a luxury that only the vain, the proud allow themselves. A lot there, sister. What stands out for you?
1: Um, This is, I think... um the heart of our Christian faith. It's it's so beautiful. And, and first, I just wanted to give thanks that you're doing this program because what a beautiful way to live our Lenten season. And it's helped, I think it's helped the sisters in our community to, to also discover the great richness that we have in our faith through the Holy Fathers. Mm, and it's it's been so beautiful. And so so may God repay you. This is, this is a beautiful idea. And it's been a, a pleasure to pray through some of these passages. And particularly this one, I think, touches on as I said, the heart of our of our Christian faith, and that is the paradox of the cross and how our Lord comes in almost through the back door. Mm-hmm. That we expect that the Savior or salvation, the Messiah is going to come in and, and be greater than all in this exterior, very human way. And there's a book called The Letters of Nicodemus by Jan Dobroksinski. Our sisters are very familiar with it. And it begins talking about it's It's an imaginary story of of Nicodemus, uh, who uh, you know, came to our Lord at night and and would ask him, and then we see he's also probably one of the ones that took the body of Christ down. We could imagine it possibly could be that circumstance. But a disciple of Jesus Christ, but a little bit more in secret. And the story begins where he reflects upon what they expect of the Messiah. And he's saying, in our world today, you know, we think back in the time when our Lord came, with a Roman occupation, with just power and, and greed and and so much corruption. And his reflection was, we think that the Messiah is going to have to be the most powerful soldier, you know, the, the greatest, the, the one who can triumph, the one that is going to go the worldly path, right? But he's going to have to be greater than all. And that was a little bit of the anticipation, you know, that existed. But it's very curious because as the story goes on, we see how Nicodemus discovers that Christ chooses the opposite that and this is the heart of, of for us in our faith, when we're following the Lord, and especially as we're going throughout this Lenten season with prayer, fasting and almsgiving, and these are ways in which we are in a sense weakened, that we are we are emptied. and that's precisely the the gift of our salvation. Our mother um, in her writings in one of our foundational writings are the rule that we follow, when she reflects on pover- poverty, how we live out our the gift of poverty as religious sisters, and she says that, the infinite richness of God. If we would gather, you know, everything in this world together, we could think of all the nations. And we just heard, you know, on the, the first Sunday of Lent, we hear that the Lord and the temptations and mm-hmm. the Satan takes our Lord up on the mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. So we can imagine, I don't know, in, in India, China, all throughout the whole world, this splendor, this richness, and if we could gather, you know, just imagine all of that together. Not the, not the sum would be able to add up to what the infinite richness of God is. And so how does the Lord reveal his richness? By everything else out, by taking everything away. Poverty, this path of of complete self-abasement and, and emptying. And as religious sisters, we have the grace that we are offered to live the gift of poverty, the, by our vow of poverty. And so it isn't so much that we are giving up things, but rather we are filled with the Lord but this is this goes along with the whole the whole heart of christianity which we hear where pope francis says in our imagination salvation must come from something great something majestic but god's plan is different and and that's the beauty the beauty of this simplicity the beauty of this poverty but it's also at the same time kind of the scandal of the cross because the cross is hard for us the the path of lent is hard for us it's it is a self-emptying um it also makes me remember something that a priest commented to our community. You know, our life is, as sisters, and but the life of anyone, I think, any Christian in the world, our lives are very simple. There's a lot, many times the monotony of the day-to-day. We wake up, we go about our duties. We do the same thing day in and day out. And this priest would tell us, he that do the little things, love doing the little things, cleaning the corners, the cobwebs that only God sees. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that are that are those acts of pure love because no one is going to thank you for cleaning that hidden corner. No one's going to even notice that there's no longer dust there, but God knows, God sees. And our mother foundress, uh, Mother Maria de Jesus Melarde, she um, she lived from 1925 and she just passed away. It'll be two years on March 9th. Um, she, In many of her writings to her daughters, it's been such a privilege to know her Um, and she would tell us, reflecting upon our Lord's life here on Earth, she said, all his strength he put into love, because he being infinite, being God, a divine, divine person, he chose to live in time and space to have these these limitations. And we see that what really matters in in God's plan is that of love, right? that's the that's the path that that he offers us that Pope Francis says, Salvation comes only from little things, that from the simplicity of the things of God. And our mother says that the, the strength was put in love. So the love that I put into doing those little things. And in, our, in the religious life, since we're, we're sisters that are you know being here on this program, I think that some of the special, the special aspect that we can add is the fact that we live out a consecration to God by our three vows. And the one that this makes me think of is the vow of obedience, that. Mm. It isn't so much what I do, but rather that I'm obeying and doing it. Just as with our Lord, it isn't so much that he was scourged or crowned with thorns or that it was, you know, three falls on the way up to Calvary, but rather he was obeying. And we see the love because he is willing to obey to that extreme. But by our vow of obedience, everything we do is transformed into redemption. It's transformed by love, by, by, that, by that vow into, into sanctification And that is so accessible to all of us, not just to sisters. That that, uh, Obedience, maybe for children, this is a beautiful thing, when we talk to children about the vocation, we can say, you know, you are so close to the sisters because you have the opportunity to obey. You have someone who tells you, you know, what time you need to go to bed, when you need to do your homework, you know, finish the food on your plate, and that is a gift. It can be hard, but it's a gift. But when we reach adulthood and you are not called to the religious life, well, then it becomes a little bit more difficult. But there are many ways in which we can obey. Obviously, we have the church, the commandments, but then the Holy Spirit within us, our, our conscience, the circumstances that come up. How does the Lord open and close doors? And what is my attitude to those things? Do I put my love into that? You know, is my, what is my intention? Is it always fulfilling the will of my Father? Is it love at the heart of whatever I'm doing? And how do I do it? Is it with with virtue, with the with the strength that the Christian life brings us? And above all, do I join it to the holy mass? I think that's that's key um, for this simplicity of the things of God, as Pope Francis says, that I join it to Christ in the sacrifice of the Mass. And that's so simple we can do that just by doing a morning offering every day. And even if we don't consciously remember, you know, everything, um, throughout the day, it's all been offered. And our lady is the model for this. Our Lady who she pondered things in her heart, and so that's why the monotony of the day to day was was made beautiful. That it became luminous by the light of faith, and, and so we can ask for her intercession on this Lenten journey. She is the one that lived most perfectly God's perfect plan.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, sister. What what would you what would you encourage our listeners to do this week as a practical step here in the third week of Lent?
1: I think that the focusing maybe on the on the life of prayer, beginning with that morning offering. If you don't do one, I'm sure there's there's many places you can find one, and then finding those moments of prayer throughout the day to join all your little things to the Lord.
0: Fantastic. Friends, you've been listening to Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers. Dave Orsborne been I've been joined by Sister Maria Ecclesier from the Daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. Thanks for being with us.